0: got podcast. We start it by saying welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott and with me as always is Ben
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say my name there. (laughs) I'm Trevor Scott. Yeah, hey folks listeners out there in podcast land. Uh Welcome. What are we going to do, Trevor? I think we'll do some click pitch. Is that the plan?
0: Yeah, I think we are. Uh, sorry, listeners, if I'm a little bit off today. I did spend some time in the hospital on Monday, and I'm still not
1: feeling 100%, but- like, but we will power through. We'll persevere. We will p- put the podcast on the plate. Awesome.
0: So- Ben, do you want to say what Click Pitch is sure. for our lovely listening audience?
1: Yeah, well, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one click, we're each going to get a phrase, an adjective, and a noun. And uh, we'll say them out loud, we'll jam them together, we'll turn them into a lovely game design. And then we'll do it a few more times. Awesome. So, let's go. Three, two, one, Three, click. Three, two, one, click. Gold hierarchy. Animal command. Ooh. So, this is- I mean, hierarchy and command very much just makes me think of, like, military sort of Yeah. Thing. I was actually-
0: I, I almost thought hierarchy and I got gold and I was thinking, ooh, King Midas with, okay. the, with the power to turn things into gold. And then I'm like, what if this is the story of how they- tr- how they
1: triumphed over King Midas. Mm, that's what I was sort of thinking. Maybe King Midas is the villain, yeah. And this is a a an army of animals mm. because I like the idea of figuring out which animals would be like generals versus uh, your soldier, your foot soldiers, your you know um, different. I don't know military stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but my thought was
0: like King Midas would never su- would never suspect animals. Like it just right. Get some, es- he, he, some espionage in there. Some some espionage. Like you can send some people in there as decoys, you know. And he's focused on them. But then you then you got the real, like the behind the scenes animal commandos that that are the ones who are who are you know doing the majority of the actual
1: so the actual I, work. I like this. Um It's just a, it's an interesting premise to start from. Is King Midas. He hasn't learned his lesson yet. He's still just loving. Yep, I'm fucking super rich. Everything I touch turns to gold. Someone pisses me off. I just, like, slap him across the face and they have got a new golden statue and I sell it for <laughs> more fucking luxury goods. And so he's got, you know, a kingdom afraid of him, right? Bowing yep. down to him. He's got more power than ever before. Uh you know, to the point that maybe that's why it's the animals who have to fight back, right? Like the humans are just cowed, pun not intended, uh, before King Midas. And maybe they do have, yeah, they've got a few rebels or something, a few humans that have managed to sort of keep the hope alive and, and fight back, but it's not enough for an army. Yeah. Um, so essentially the humans are working for the animals. Like they become these decoys. They use them as, as whatever. Meat shields. Yeah.
0: That Uh. that meat shields that turn into gold shields.
1: (laughs) Well, that's it. Because then I'm (laughs) I'm picturing a battle where King Midas like gets into the fray, and there's just this. He's just there
0: with a single finger. Because I I I just love the fact that he just like dink
1: dink. Well, but I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it as a like is a like a huge ground battle, and he's just like flailing around, like just touching people left and right of on the opposite side or animals. Um, and it, it just becomes this trail of golden statues as he like makes his way through this, the fray of, of battle. Uh, it's I kind cool
0: of like the, image. I do kind of like the idea that he doesn't care whether it's, whether they're on his side or not. He's nice. just tapping people on the shoulder left, right, and center. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do like the idea that it's like if he touches, say, clothes. Then the clothes all turn to gold and like people are just right. sort of stuck there. It's only if you touch his skin that. Then it, it happens to go you- all the oh, way. So
1: he's got all these armored, like armored people that he's, that they just end up in this golden armor that just like doesn't stop swords.
0: <laughs> Cause it's <laughs> as soft as anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gold would not make good armor.
0: Okay. I think this is going like, like the old game Commandos, like really high up. You, you basically, you, you can set a decoy and, and one of your animals is in charge of like herding the humans. Um, I'm picturing that that's a sheepdog.
1: Okay. So you're essentially thinking real time strategy, but on a relatively like personal scale. Yeah. Uh,
0: so individual missions of like, you know, you're trying to you're trying to sneak in, so the sheepdog herds herds some humans over over to like <laughs> cause a bit of a ruckus out the at the front, while you you and the cougar sneak around the back or something like that. You know, well, I
1: feel like you play like the general who is a fucking eagle or something or a, or a hawk. Like they've got the overview, flying of the up in the air. Field. Yep. Um, and you can, and you've maybe got, like, you've maybe got your own moves and stuff that you can do. But the sort of the conceit of it is you are viewing it from above, flying above, and yeah, like and that out commands.
0: That gives a real good idea as to, like, an in-story reason as to why you're seeing it from up, yeah, up high. yeah, exactly. And then it's actually a first-person adventure. It's just that you're seeing from the-
1: <laughs> yes, effectively. <laughs> it would be interesting to view it in that way though cuz mostly those sorts of games are isometric like you know or, or at least i mean i guess the the more modern 3d ones are, are just fixed fixed perspective camera but if you did it as almost a first person thing where you're where you're looking around to see the whole like you, you don't do it's not it doesn't feel like scrolling essentially it feels like yeah. Looking you're, around
0: you're literally yeah, you' flying like around a fixed, yeah you might and then have a- out, uh, every now and again you can you can go right down and when you're zooming in, you're actually flying down, landing on a branch, and you know you can then maybe, look around yeah. and well it could and be have a look actually, and see
1: because it could add to the gameplay if if you're essentially on a fixed path that you're flying for, you know, this part of the mission, and then at, at a certain point, it's like, okay, now you've got some options. You can go off on that path or you can keep on stay on this path or, go, or sort of jump between these two separate paths to get different views on the battlefield uh, or on the level. Yeah, like that'll really give you that feeling of, oh, okay, all right, my positioning actually matters in this, even though I'm essentially acting as the commander to tell the troops yeah. uh, or the the commandos or whatever. And, like- and
0: here's the thing. I don't think we need to actually keep this as, you know, King Midas is, you know, this is in the 13th or 14th century or whatever, whenever this is supposed to happen or BC or whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking that this is sort of like an alternate history World War II where we're like- Right. It was- or, or it, was a, it was a war around, you know, somewhere just after that where it's still got that-, that that same sort of feel,
1: yeah. I mean, I kind of like you know because Commanders itself was World War Two. You know, I, I kind of like setting it a bit further in the past. It doesn't have to be like bit
0: further in the future.
1: Medieval times, <laughs> it could be future. I mean, a futuristic King Midas. But I, I think what I liked about the the King Midas imagery was just like the the melee, regality, the mele- well, the, no, just like the the, the battles, the mele- be like melee yeah. and stuff. Because then the touch really matters, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so may- maybe. Maybe late 17th, then, century. Sure, they have had. I
1: don't know my history well enough to- <laughs> But yeah, I, they I do not have tanks and they- Yeah.
0: I don't I don't think they had, like, much in the way of, like, firearms until- No, like, probably not. Until the 1700s. So, this is the 1600s. So, yeah. I would have thought that it'd be okay.
1: Somewhere around there. That's probably fine. Um Yeah. So yeah, I like that. So what sort of what what are your troops like? Because if we're thinking commandos is you know, you were only ever controlling what, like, three or four people. Yeah. At so a time.
0: I, I think I think you literally you've got the eagle. Yep. So but that's just like your camera, but that's also you. Um Yeah, but-
1: you've maybe got a move where you can like Distract someone with a eagle call or something, or you know that you, can, you yeah. you've got some move that you can do.
0: Yeah, you got the sheepdog that uh, herds the herds the humans into in, human decoys into place.
1: Right. So you can't control the humans directly. You have to. Yeah, it, it's not sort of like can't a, communicate with them. I mean, you,
0: I'm I'm just saying that you can you can tell the sheepdog that you go. I I need the humans here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it it kind of herds the humans into that sort of area for you. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to go and now go this side. Now go this side because the sheepdog he knows what to do. Like he, he knows yeah, how to Trust head. him. He's a yeah. trusted lieutenant. Hundred percent Aussie. Like the sheepdog is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, skunk. Okay, I, I like the idea of a skunk or a badger. Either one. I kind of like the idea of you know sort a- of a a grizzled, a grizzled sort of. um Vicious ground creature in some way. Vicious ground c- creature, or even a wolverine, like, you yeah. know, that, that sort of scrappy fighter who, um, who can, you know, sort of cause some damage and, and is sort of like your, your one that you, you send in to, to sort of fuck shit up. Yep.
1: Yeah, but a real good DPS or so like. <laughs> Takes yeah. Him out. Um, can we have an ostrich? Because I just fucking love the idea of an ostrich running through the fucking like a I don't know across the uh, ramparts of a castle. or- Okay, that's your getaway. Or yes, or like if you need to get up close to someone quick, yeah, and like shove them or whatever.
0: It's your scout. It's your it's your yeah. Like so that that's how that's how you see things going forward. If like inside the castle and stuff like that, and I think you need a special one for for like. The real muscle. So I'm thinking either like a black bear or or mm. something like that. Yeah,
1: something and, and just someone who's really intimidating as well.
0: Yeah, which is why a black bear or a um a fucking grizzly or something. Yeah. yeah, grizzly, tiger, lion, even like yeah, yeah. Just the fact that all, all these um all these animals from all over the freaking world.
1: Yeah. Oh mean- yeah, we don't have any sort of we don't need any sort of like realistic. Uh-
0: I mean, given given that Australia didn't exist at this time, and therefore neither did like sheepdogs and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. Like, but the fact that it's a it's an Australian sheepdog, it just it makes total sense. It's fine. Yeah, hundred percent sense. Love it. Okay, love all it. Right. Love it. Love it.
1: Love it. Think again. Love it. Throw it away. Done with surviving violin
0: descending trigger.
1: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> okay, I think this is definitely like some sort of lethal violin. Like by playing it, it, either either the sound itself uh, somehow hurts people, or it's a situation where playing a certain note is like setting off a bomb or setting mm-hmm. off a you know gas, like some sort of something, and you're trying to stop it or you're trying to solve the mystery of who did it. Yeah, yeah. Because you've always, there's always a good scene when it's like I'm trying to think what other movies and stuff have done it, but like oh when they hit this note. That's when it's going to happen.
0: I mean, it was community that I that I go to and right, think okay, think then. about. You know, That's um, right. Ken Jong on, key,
1: key, on his key keytar, keytar
0: you know, going down and he hits the button. And he's like,
1: "Come on, <laughs> does that again and again?" Yeah. So it's that, except it's a particular note in a fucking symphony or something. I don't you know we you know. Show you know it shows up. It's, Seven minutes forty-one into the yeah, I'm, I'm just
0: I'm just picturing that it's sort of like it's aimed at this one person in the audience, so like the VIP or whatever, and it's like uh, this 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 whole uh, symphony has been going round round the places. Nothing else has happened, and this one VIP comes in. This one day gets to this one point, and all of a sudden he has a heart attack.
1: You know what could be interesting here, actually. Sorry, and it, and it could yeah, go yeah. along with that, but I just I'm picturing. Uh, almost a time loop game or a multiple perspectives playing the same period over time. Because the 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 violin playing for whatever, 7 minutes 41, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. would provide such a good backdrop for the tension of, oh, it's getting close to the time again. Like, we know it's going to happen at that time. And whether it's that you're trying to gather information across multiple time loops and then it happens, or, yeah, you're playing different I characters do, i
0: do kind of like the idea that i mean we don't even have to go with the, your original idea that it was the it was the note that kills this person yeah, it doesn't have to be the note it, it, it can literally just be a whodunit in in this time loop thing where you play the different characters that all the suspects and that sort of stuff and you get to play it out yeah sort of sort of as as if you know this is what this person was doing during this time. You got like seven minutes forty-one and
1: it could almost be a source code kind of. Do you know the movie source code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of thing where your you your overall goal is still to figure out what happened. But maybe you can like jump into cuz he he was always the same he was always the same he was person. always the same
0: person but in this case we can but in this case you can have that it,
1: it, you, yeah, you can maybe jump into different people
0: but it can only be people that you interacted with
1: Ooh. Yeah, you have to get some sort of read on them first because then it can expand it out.
0: Yes. Like, because I like I, the I,
1: idea that it, it's not just who you might have interacted with on the day. It's like if you go into someone and then find out enough information or get a certain thing about someone else during that, now you can jump into them because then we're opening up branches of the mystery-
0: with more ways to explore. Because what it. I was thinking is you could have, you start off with, okay, you're this one character and they, they try to get up, you try to, in say the third loop that you're playing this person, you're like, okay, no, I'm going to try and actually go and talk to the, to the guy who, who was killed. Yeah. But instead, you talk to the, uh, you talk to one of his bodyguards. Yep. And that happens to be, you know, someone that, that unlocks that now like, yeah oh, now I've like got a chance to actually certain- talk it, you Never. can only
1: go into, it's, it's like a, almost like an animus thing or something. Like if they've got a particular DNA, you know, sequence that, well, you take no babble it away, but.
0: You take no babble it away that only O positive blood yeah, works because, because you're, you were, you're O positive. Anything else, you will like, you'll get rejected by the host. Yeah. Or something Your like body that. will reject. And yeah, like yeah. I kind of like the idea that you can actually, uh, You can actually go through and meet these different people. Well, because then you sort of experience a different time period. Like this person goes off and talks to these people and is like, how is this all working? But it's like, we can, we can again, to battle it away that this is just like a single, um, this could almost be like one of those Hitman levels where stuff is going on. That's
1: what I'm thinking is there's a very Hitman thing
0: with dialogue. People are going about their business and going- Like, they have their set routine for the 7 minutes 41. Yeah. If you can interrupt that routine in some way, you can maybe cause some other things to happen. Like-
1: Well, and I think- So-
0: The chandelier that falls down, like, doesn't hit this person this time. Yeah. And-
1: Well, I think, like, giving your example of, okay, first you're playing- Maybe it's yourself or whatever, right? Like, whoever you're- You know, you go back into your own body to solve this thing. And the first seven, seven minutes, on- and
0: 41 seconds is you just sitting there in the audience watching this thing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think you can get up and you can go, but like, you can't get backstage, you can't get into certain areas, you can't get, you know, close enough to the person who was killed or or you, at that point, you might not even know. And you, you know, the first loop, you kind of want to watch it play out and you say, oh, okay, this is what happens here. Yeah, like, uh, at this point in the song, yeah, chandelier fall, whatever it is, right? But then by unlocking the bodyguard, whenever you decide, you know, you realize, oh, there's one point where one of the bodyguards, you know, goes to the toilet or, or something, you know, or is separated enough that if you talk to them, you unlock them. It's like, Oh, now is the bodyguard. You can go fucking anywhere or not anywhere at that point, but like you can go more places. You can obviously get closer to, to the, the victim. I like the idea that maybe.
0: Because you are so lowly as as the security guard, you don't actually have clearance to go talk to the VIP person, but you've got, like, a conversation with someone who well, then- Well, I don't know
1: if you ever get- Like, the. you can make it that the VIP person doesn't have the O positive or whatever. Like, you can't- You can never be in- with the VIP person, and obviously you can't- They're not going to listen to you to, con- to be convinced that they're going to be killed or something or whatever. Like, you don't have that option. But it's more- It becomes that Hitman thing of, oh, I'm- dr-, You know, in Hitman, you put on a costume and you can go places or whatever. It's like, no, this is literally- I'm going to play this time loop as this person. They've got particular areas they can go without causing problems. Um, and that's going to let you find- more people who have access to different areas or who will have different conversations with different people to set off particular events or, yeah. And and I think it can be you have the Hitman stuff of, the Hitman-like stuff of, yeah, there's these particular people who will go, you know, uh, events that will happen if things just play out normally. If you are one of those people, you can continue on that. You can say, oh, I saw that, you know, they – go through there for the first two minutes or whatever, you can follow that along, but then maybe you branch out and you don't follow it anymore and that can sort of cause different behaviours.
0: Yeah. It sort of reminds me a little bit of 12 minutes.
1: Yeah, a little. But Uh,
0: more, more like, more shit going on. Much broader.
1: Yeah, and I don't think-
0: And look, 7 minutes 41 may may not be enough, but it kind of also does limit how much- you can really do in yeah, that time. You'd probably still. Want I like
1: to keep it relatively low. Low. I like that. Um, you know, the
0: chandelier could happen normally at say six minutes forty-one. So you got a minute left at the end. But if you can somehow work out to how to knock that down earlier, you've all of a sudden given all this extra time. Now that you can,
1: yeah, go yeah. off and
0: and well, talk that- with these people who normally wouldn't have been in this area because. Well, that's what
1: I like about
0: like this person that you need to talk to. Uh, w- normally gets killed by the by the chandelier or whatever. or gets drastically injured, and you can't talk to them. But because the chandelier's are already fallen, yeah. they end up at a place at six uh, at seven minutes exactly, and you can talk to them. And you can now, like, yeah, well, that, that's see kinda, what they did
1: compared to Hitman, where you know the perfect level is is no one sees you, and you you only kill the targets and whatever. Like it, with this, it does. It, it, you don't really care if people die because it's they're going to be back in the next time loop. So if, if someone has to die for you to get some extra information that lets you like now get through a door where you needed a password or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's great. It because sort of if you, you if of, you talk uh, to someone free. who you
0: can now take control over, you've now got a new part of the story that you didn't well, know that's before. It too. Yeah. Like-,
1: like you might have to, maybe you have to fucking go on a goddamn rampage just to get close to someone who, you know, you, you know, you might be out of control. Great. Time loop restarts, you know. <laughs> None of that happened, but you've got enough information about this person or their DNA or whatever it is back, back in the, you know, whatever con- computer is controlling this time bubble or whatever's going on. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think, I think you limit it in inside the game as to there are this many people that you are that you can take over. Oh, know? yeah.
1: It'd be very specific people.
0: You got your five or six people that you can take over. Yeah. One, or, one or two people that are, that are like, Easter sort of, sort of people like you can, you yeah. can have, you can have like the popcorn vendor or whatever out, out there. And I think you make it if he can- walks away from his job,
1: then the manager, you know, comes <laughs> over and scolds him and fires him and he gets kicked out. So, but if you, if you wait there for the whole, you know, seven minutes, 41 seconds at seven minutes 30, someone that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get access to comes over to buy popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. There are, there, that's not the only way you can get access to that person. You could do it via another character. But, yeah, like you could have, that's the thing, you could have it that, oh, multiple characters have multiple ways to further the story or to get access to, like, to unlock new uh,
0: characters. And then you could have st- stupid achievements of you, you've you um, served 20, 25 people popcorn. Yeah you know you you uh you drank so much your bladder burst um <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah you could have all sorts of fun stuff for sure uh yeah i i like that it would have to be you
0: managed to kill every single every single person in the building by setting off the bomb <laughs> <laughs>
1: setting it off, yeah yeah setting I, it off
0: next to the gas tank
1: I, yeah I, I like it as i mean obviously the benefit of doing it as different characters is most of the time, you're not going to have the option to just like pull out a gun and shoot someone to cause chaos or whatever. Like if you're the security guard, if you're the bodyguard, maybe you do. Uh, it's not always going to be useful, but maybe in some ways it could.
0: I- I'm picturing you rush the stage. The, um, security guards come out, they kick you out and they literally won't let, li- won't let you back in. And it's oh, sort yeah. of like you fast forward through the whole like seven minutes 41. Nothing happens. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. So You'll you can't have- just I think
1: you'd have plenty. Of loops where you just end up in basically a, a, a situation you can't get out of, and you just have the ability, like you tend to, fast forward to it or just like cut directly to the next loop restart. Um, and
0: once you've played through a loop, then it can go. No, there's no, there's nothing more when you when you get into this point. Like it's now set something saying, "Yeah, there's nothing to experience in this particular." Um,
1: yeah, you could probably set it up in a way that that lets you do that. Uh, and you may want to be able to, if you've got any sort of intricate timing or whatever, you might want to be able to like almost checkpoint it, so you can say, "I'll start the next loop from here after I've waited yeah. the two minutes for this guy to come, so that I could sneak, but you know, or whatever, um, just to make that a bit a bit more uh, manageable." Yeah, that's cool. Really,
0: really, really like this idea. The
1: violin loop. Uh, no, I was trying to think of a better.
0: And even though we came up with, this, you know, descending trigger and it triggers a triggers something that happens, it's like yeah, but it got us to this to this idea. And know. it's like
1: we're not beholden, we're never actually beholden to our words to include them no, all. They're really all just not. jumping off points. So three to one click. Let's do one more at least. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I could do this. All right. three to one click. Okay, this is sort of- uh, This is right up our alley that we do a lot, so we'll see if we take it in the same direction or others. Automated Enterprise. (laughs) Lean Melt. Lean Melt. Yes. Mm, Okay. So, I mean, you and I both like automation games. Yeah. Satisfactory and Factorio and that sort of thing. We've come up with some pretty fun ones in the past, so we could go down that route and just try to work. What I kind
0: of like the idea of is this is an automated ice factory. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And you don't necessarily do the automation stuff yourself. Okay. Like it's just that this entire factory is run by robots sort of thing. Yep. Whether you're a security guard, whether you're like, you know, manager of this place or whatever, and or, you know, you could be an engineer, but you, your role is kind of, uh, just customary that they have to have a, um, they have to have a human on site because there are robots that go around and, and, you know, repair, repair the other ones. Yep. But I think what actually happens is, where melt comes in, the heating's too high okay. and the ice starts to melt. Yeah. And too much water will cause the robots to short circuit and it will all be your fault.
1: Okay. So, is this a puzzle sort of game where in different sections you're trying to stop water from overflowing or from, you know, getting I- I onto I kind of like robots, the idea that- or- that
0: you, a- you go through the first like 15, 20 minutes of the game where, you know, your character's kind of realizing that they kind of obsolete until you realize that you're the only one who can actually feel the heat and notice that <laughs> the water the, is now the dripping away all, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Because they don't have feelings, like yeah. physical feelings. They can't, they could, they could have a thermometer, but they don't. Because- yeah. They, there was budget cuts.
1: Um, Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what the gameplay is because there are a few ways we could go about this. It could almost be- I was seeing a- it's almost
0: like a, a um, Arkham Asylum sort of-
1: Well, that's it. I was almost thinking this could be like a beat-em-up and the robots are going crazy as they get wet. And so, you're having to like fight your way through to shut everything down. Um,
0: but it's, it's one of those more close quarters beat-em-up like it, like an Arkham Asylum where it's a behind the scenes sort of thing, except yeah. uh, it's it's a behind the character sort of view. All right. And All you're right. sort of making your way through the different parts of the factory, making your way down to the, into the- the depths of of the um, of the building to so, try and find
1: so one thing i like about this and yeah i agree that i think that's a good way to go but with the with the water essentially making the robots go crazy and attack you there's some really good opportunities there for Environmental attacks that then have real repercussions because you could have robots that haven't been got haven't gone wet yet still working along these conveyors and along these things, but you're beating up other robots in the middle. And meantime. you they uppercut this
0: one into a pool that splashes on these other robots and that now, now become
1: exactly. And now you're fighting like six more robots. Um, so but there's also almost a strategy there
0: what happens you know after you, the the idea is that you do a full pacifist run that you that you don't destroy any robots or anything like that and you can hopefully use use a massive hair dryer to dry them out and you know maybe put it <laughs> maybe you put them in a in a vat of rice to sort of suck that um suck well, that I moisture do, out
1: i do like the idea that you can yeah like if you are strategic about it you can like Uh, go up to a control panel and fix the heating on that unit or whatever and so that refreezes all the ice and now there's no risk of that setting off the other robots like you can get through with minimal fighting essentially but you still have to to do that you have to you have to fend off like I think there's always got to be a few that are attacking you in some way um, but like you fend them off long enough to, yeah, to like fix the the heat. And then, yeah, maybe that dries them out. You don't even have to attack yeah. them, uh, or something. Or like you've got huge fans or something that you can turn on when you hit the right panel, but it takes effort. It takes, you know, a good amount of defending and stuff to actually be able to do that without just getting the shit being out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. This is cool. I do also like the idea of potentially, cause you know, Arkham Asylum, you end up with a lot of different away, different ways to attack and fight and vary things up. Um, if you can, I, like, I think build stuff from the robots remains or, or you,
0: as you go through, you know, you find, you find, you know, different things that you can add for weapons and different tools you know, and stuff, add, add new arsenal. I, I think it will be kind of linear esque yeah. kind of like Arkham's Island there are things to find in each of the levels like uh things hidden around from like I think yeah, you can maybe some there's
1: there's like or-
0: Yeah so- someone who's literally been living here at this factory. Right. And you you start realizing the that only the hiding other human
1: that's thing. here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they're, I know I kind of see them as like you 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 your your character recognizes them as your boss. Like <laughs>
1: Right. Who you haven't seen since they hired and you? You
0: haven't seen since they hired you, and you're like, so if you're down here, who's been paying me? <laughs> it's all and automated, it's, baby. And it's like, maybe, um, maybe this boss is, is like, no, we, we've got, to, we've got, to, we've got to destroy the robot up- uprising and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> right. Sort of,
1: yeah. Um, what's the ice uh, for? Is that do we do we tie in the ice in any way? Are they like using the ice to fuel something somehow? Um, or it just happens to be that this is the source of the robot uprising because they're, it's fully automated and
0: yeah, and it's basically no, no <laughs> nobody expects the the automated ice factory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, no, I like that. I think that could be a lot of fun. And, I, and I'm picturing, yeah, I'm picturing gadgets to be able to like like we like were saying with the control panels or whatever to to potentially alter things, turn on fans, you know, change the heating that you could then. You know, create like, Oh, I've got a remote thing that if you fire it across the room, it fires a wire that attaches into the control panel and you can change it from a distance. And so that you've got that more flexibility of as you're like dodging and flipping around or, or, you know, you might, you generally not going to go for a full pacifist run. So it's like, okay, you know, attack this fucking robot with the broken leg of another one and then spin around, hit that. Uh, control panel to turn something on and yeah. And thing is, what,
0: what is considered a pacifist run is that you just don't destroy any of the robots. Like you still may have to fight them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as you haven't absolutely demolished all of them and you just sort of knock them back and, you know.
1: Well, and I think, I think you may. Even taking off a
0: limb, a limb is fine. It's when you destroy their. CPUs but
1: well and like- what could be interesting is is you could almost have a bit of back and forth because if you really build into the gameplay ways to dry out or or have or recover the robots so that they're not attacking you anymore, then in any one level or in any one fight you might have a bit of back and forth between like, oh okay, I've dried those robots out. There's still these other ones that are attacking me. Oh shit! Like water, you know, the drip over there went on. Another one's, so that one's back in the fight.
0: Um, th- this one has gone back to their normal, their normal sort of activity. Yeah, but their normal activity takes them across this p- this pond anyway. So yeah, exactly. In the next three minutes, they're going to they're going to walk across and like go crazy again.
1: Yeah. So you almost have these timing puzzles, or like. Oh shit! Yeah, I need to get over there and 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 stop them before they you know or dry out that puddle or whatever the whatever the get over there lay, have.
0: Lay 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 down
1: lay down my jacket. <laughs> yeah, maybe you pull out your fucking mop. I don't know. Hand and they just they step across and then then you pick up your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but you've only got as long as it takes for that other rabid robot to get over and he'd punch you in the face. Oh, that is cool. That is cool. I like that. Like All right. Well, I think we will end it there tonight. We're doing another shorter episode.
0: Yes, we we are working on something in the background. Who knows whether that's going to Come to anything, but uh, this has actually been good to take a little bit of a a little bit of time
1: off. Yeah. Yeah. It just gives us a bit more, bit more time. And and look, I think we've still been getting through some, some good games. Yeah. So thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find the rest of our episodes, if you want to find the rest of our episodes, go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there for your listening pleasure.
0: Pleasure. Um, If you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that is the song Matt Defy and Suffer, the album Containment Failure. Just go to curados.bandcamp.com and check it out there. Uh, also I'd like it if you could go check out eldritchrights.bandcamp.com and maybe pre-order, uh, the Lucifer's Fall Eldritch Rights Split. Uh, LP. So we've actually, mm. my band has has gone in and put ourselves on vinyl for our for the very first time. So very cool. A very limited um, number of those available. Definitely one hundred and fifty between.
1: Ooh! All right. Definitely going to check that out. So yes, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstom. I'm Ben Slinger.
0: I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm King Minus, Midas and I'm going to turn you into gold. Hee hee hee.